What's good, everybody? Episode 118 of the NCR Show, the No Chance Radio Podcast, the number one streetwear podcast in the motherfucking world. As always, your co-host, my name is Ryan, and across from me, virtually, I got my guy, Nate. Say what's up to the people, Nate. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's been a while. I know, man. Over a month, <laughs> you constantly <laughs> keep reminding me that. I apologize for the hiatus, man. There, I think there's something to be said about our stint of having the longest run at a streetwear podcast we've seen a lot of them come and go including ours <laughs> we've come took a pause you know took a little breather and came back we have not left you guys yet um but i've seen a lot of podcasts come and go people that have started some um recently you know did a couple of episodes treaded the water a little bit and then they're nowhere to be found um I tend to do that a lot. I, I go into the into Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts and kind of see who's like in our, you know, in our bracket, in our in our uh, some competitors, and you know, let's just say uh, your boys are doing okay for uh, just make sure we're not falling off too <laughs> for, hard for the stints that we've been taking off. Uh, I think we're doing fine. But thank you guys again for joining us and sticking with us on this. Um, this journey, there's a lot of great stuff that has been happening within both of our worlds um, that we're going to get into in a little bit. But we uh, we think that this episode, it being the New Year's, is it is it the New Year's right now? If this comes out on a Friday, it is. Today is the year of 2021. Um, hopefully, a year for all of you listening of of positive change. Um, a lot more money. I hope we're all getting the bag this year. Hey, let's go. Um, positive affirmations all around. But the year 2021, obviously, with these New Year episodes, for any of you guys that have been listening um, to these sort of yearly recaps, we like to talk about what 2020 or the year prior has meant to us, has done for us, um, and kind of looking forward what we expect of the new year. So before we even get into what 2021 is because i mean speaking from the future currently it is 2021 and i'm hyped i'm probably hungover um youtube or probably you're probably even worse nate um (laughs) i'm probably not hearing from you until this afternoon um but let's talk about 2020 real quick um streetwear side because we come first before the streetwear. Um, how have you been? What's 2020 been like in a retrospect, just overall? Um, what has it been, been or meant for you? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's a I pretty loaded question, for, to be honest. Yeah, I think I can speak for everyone and say <laughs> down every day of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can speak for everybody in, in saying that it has 2020 has definitely been a roller coaster of emotions, events, circumstances, all of that, man. It's been crazy. Obviously, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, you know? Correct. Um, but I don't know. It's it's given me a lot of time. I've definitely had a lot of time on, on my hands, so I've definitely had a lot of time to reflect on my life and where in my future and where I want it to go. Um, so that's been a, that's been a big aspect uh, of 2020 for me is just really self-reflection and really trying to grow as a person. Um, definitely dealt with some bullshit like I'm sure all of you have throughout the year. 
Uh, but overall, I think looking back, 2020 has definitely been a growing experience and a lesson for me. Um, you know, and and really taking the time to not compromise my happiness for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Even if it's something small. Um, and it's definitely been a year where I've tried to challenge myself, I think. Uh, I recently read this really good book and it really just helped me to frame my mind around overcoming challenges, even if it's something small, you know, like, um, if you, even if it's something small as like getting a chore that you've been putting off, getting that done or, you know, doing something that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, and so I've been using this time to sort of train my brain, if you will, um, to get accustomed to that sort of discomfort and trying to push through it. So for me, that's been a big part of my year uh, so far. I mean, we're recording this now. There's it's the 28th, so we have like three days left. Um, but <laughs> Hopefully nothing just trying to... insane happened in the next three <laughs> yeah. days to conclude our uh, 2020. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, but I think, you know, I, like, I'm happy with where I'm at and uh, where I seem to be going and, you know, what the future is looking like. Um, and, you know, I think 2020 really just taught me how to take things day by day. Because, you know, like you said, there's three days left. We don't know. Like a meteor could hit the earth. We could all die. You know, you you never really know. Like we didn't expect to be in a pandemic and all this other shit. Um, But I think that's something that this year has really taught me. It's just to take things day by day and, you know, take, you know, uh, be comfortable with like the small victories and even the lessons that you learned, even the L's that you take, uh, just to sort of embrace it all. Um, so to sum up my 2020, I guess that, that would, that would be my 2020 wrap up, I guess. That's pretty well know. said. That's, 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 yeah, it was very, that's, it's very abstract. I didn't want to really, get too into detail because I got so a lot of funny. personal shit going it's, it's on. It's literally exactly how you describe it. It's literally an abstract. Like it's the whole yeah. portion before you even provide any sort of scientific evidence of yeah. proving that any of this it's, shit. It's is. the but, hypothesis. But, but yeah. all of this is personal to you and only you can yeah. speak to your successes and I mean, like, I don't want to get into all that. Of course. I don't I want yeah, to get yeah, into yeah, the nitty yeah. gritty, you know of what course, I mean? I don't want to, I'll spare people the details, but, yeah, um, yeah. and course. I'm sure like people have heard all that other shit, you know, I'm sure people listen to other podcasts people are like, oh, how's your 2020? And they say the same exact thing that I just said, but <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true. I mean, you should I be think, a Hallmark card writer. Low key, I feel man. like you got, you got the lines for that. But I, in terms of mindset, would you, could you sum it up to say, you know, January 1st of 2020 versus, yep what is now January 1st of 2021, could you say you're in a different headspace? Could you say, you know, even the, the way, like the way that you analyze and think about things is a little bit different. Um, we always want growth instead of, uh, I think the term is transgression, right? Uh, or regression. I don't know what the fuck the term is. I thought I was using a big ass word, but could you say that <laughs> what you've done from, January 1st to January 1st of, of today, um, has been some sort of growth. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it wasn't a straight 
line, you know? I think <laughs> a lot of people think that growth is just like this linear trajectory, like you're just consistently, you know, leveling up. But um I don't know. I, I think the word to describe the start of my year would be comfortable and this to sum up like the conclusion of my year, I think the the word that I would use is um I don't know, is uh I guess it's just learning, I guess. Um <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um nothing really comes to mind right now. I'm trying I was trying to think of like a really big word to yeah, use yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. don't mess up like me. Don't mess <laughs> but, up like me. it's okay to use the yeah. words that are straightforward and make sense. <laughs> yeah, but I you know, I'll just keep it concise with uh learning. But um yeah, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's just I think at the beginning of the year I was really comfortable with almost like too comfortable with where I was at and I didn't really want to push myself. Um, but now like in the past couple of weeks, uh, I started to ask myself like when I thought about doing something that I've never done before, maybe something that I, it is or something that I have done before. I always ask myself this question. It's like, why not? You know, like why not do it? Like what's the worst that can happen? Okay. Maybe you suck at it. Maybe I fail at it, but mm. you know, at the end of the day, it's just, for me, it's less about being good at something, but it's it's more so knowing that I took, you know, I took that step. It's more, yeah. it's more about that. It's more of a, a lesson in willpower and actually doing than succeeding. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is actively doing instead of being scared of not succeeding at it, you know? I think there's um, an so, importance yeah. in something like that because I think for a lot of people listening, you know, March of, of, of 2020, I think a lot of people were in this headspace to think that free time means I should be doing something with my life. Free time means right. that I should be learning something, that I should be creating something, I think. For people that were non-creatives, people that didn't go into the pandemic with something that they can essentially keep them busy, they were they were just like, well, what do I do? You know, I've I've watched every Netflix series there is within the span of of, of a week, and 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 now I guess I'm supposed to learn how to crochet. I'm I'm supposed to learn how to how to create a brand. Like there was a lot of pressure, I, I think, circulating around for people to 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 find themselves. You know, and and I think. It, it, it's funny to, to put a, a, a timestamp on, on that particular moment because whether it's, you know, March of 2020 or January of 2021, I don't think that there, there's a race to do anything. I think, I think you, if you want to continue to be lazy, then continue to be lazy. If you, if you all of a sudden find this huzzah moment where you find, you know, this, this type of energy to create something great or, you know, create something that you're proud of and, and which leads to uh, other endeavors. And I think that that's really cool too. Um, I know for myself going into it, obviously we had a lot of things that we were doing creatively as a, as a group that, obviously took a huge hit because physically we just couldn't do those types of events anymore. So create creativity wise, it was, I mean, I didn't have anything that I wanted to do like right off the bat. Like I felt like it was the universe telling me to, Hey, you know, take a break. Like you've been slaving away at the, at creating stuff for the past six to eight months that 
this is now your chance to find out other ways of, of expending that energy and in which I did. And a lot of it went towards this newfound, um, hobby of, of video games, video games into streaming <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, which eventually transformed into the live version of this show, which TBD and on when that next episode comes out. But the, but that for, for what it was in that moment was something that nobody had ever done that I had ever seen. So, there's, there's, like you say, like there, there, there's no, there's no uh, straight line to, to how progression takes place. Whether it's, you know, there's, there's always going to be the peaks and valleys of, of any sort of, you know, uh, creative journey. And right. speaking on that, tell the people about your personal creative journey and something that you sort of, um, I'm sure you've been thinking about this for a while and something that you know, recently came to fruition with, uh, in about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but speak on that. Um, because that, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like for the longest time I've been sort of in a creative rut for lack of a better term. Um, and I, I was sort of okay with it. And, like you said, I so I just I just needed some sort of reset to really reevaluate re what I enjoy doing, like what I think is interesting, like what I could have fun with, and um, you know, for like the longest time, I wasn't I wasn't really doing much, um, but I don't know. There's just something inside of me that just said, okay, like you have to sit down and make something, right? You have all this time on your hands. Like I should try something. And like I said, you know, that's been sort of my mindset. Just try it. If it sucks, whatever, like at least you tried it, but, um, at least you enjoyed the process, which I think is a big takeaway, um, for the year overall. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I recently just got back into doing some, not, I wouldn't call it design because like, I'm, it's, de I'm it's not, definitely design. Like, Any time that you open up Illustrator or Photoshop and you are creating something that is literally a, a mental thought or a note and you're turning it into something, that is, that's what I'm going to consider designing. Now what Virgil is doing, that, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I got to go there. That's been but my, I'm, that's been my <laughs> resolution for 2021. If I have nothing nice to say, don't say it, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, like I wouldn't label myself as a designer, you know, it's just something that I do because I think it's fun and I enjoy learning like the, the process of like going into illustrate, like I literally learned how to do like use illustrator on a seven day free trial that I did, that I opened, that I started maybe a week or two ago. And I just recently bought the full version cause I liked it so much, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was thinking of ways that I could use my, I guess, creativity to help other people. Um, and that sounds like, I don't want to sound like a narcissistic, like egotistical fuck, but like <laughs> I enjoy helping other people, not because I want recognition or anything, but just because you want it, the bag. <laughs> no, I mean, eventually, but like it, it, it's, I know how difficult of a time it has been for everybody this year, especially yep. like small businesses. So a couple weeks ago, I reached out to one of my favorite spots in the city, um, New Terravel Cafe. 
uh, they're like this sort of like diner, um, and they're really like they're really good people. And you know, they I think early, very early on in the pandemic, when businesses were closed down, they were kind of struggling a little bit to pay their staff and stay open. Um, and they had like this whole GoFundMe, and I don't know. I was like, well, you know, maybe it'd be cool if I, you know. I was just fucking around one day on Illustrator and I was like, okay, well, let me just make a design for them. Right. And see what happens. And so I made it, I created this design. I put it on Instagram and I tagged them and they were like, wow, this is great. Blah, blah, blah. And there's just something inside me that was like, Hey, you should ask them if they want to do t-shirts. Cause you fuck with streetwear, right? Like they, that this could be your thing. I mean, that's so the, I, that's the, like, that's like the perfect collaboration of like, well, what could I, am I going to make spatulas for that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, this is, that's your world. So it only yeah. Makes sense. yeah. And, and I thought it was like a great way to not only give back to a business that I whole, wholeheartedly support, but also a way for me to flex my creative muscle, if you mm. will. And, um, so yeah, I did a design for them. We printed it on t-shirts, uh, had my homie John print them. So shout out to him for doing that. Uh, brought them over and, you know, shot like a mini lookbook super quick, like on my iPhone for, it was like, uh, I sat down and talked with the owner, Stanley. I talked to him for like 30 minutes and just sort of asked him how business was and all this other stuff. And, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, the t-shirt sold out, I think the first day, if not the second day after we dropped them. And so we had to restock and, um, yeah, it just, it, it was really cool just to see. I think the coolest part for me was just seeing the support from the community that he built around his restaurant and like how much love and appreciation from his customers that he received and how willing they were to support him. So I think that for me was like the biggest thing. Um, and eventually, you know, I just, I started venturing into illustrator and doing random stuff and just, I don't know. I've been following like a lot of design people on Instagram recently, a lot of graphic designers and just being really inspired by that. So, um, yeah, I just continue to do it, just practice every day and just do random shit, whatever comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never really knew that I would get into it that much, but I mean, here we are. And I don't know, going into 2020, ooh, excuse me. Oh God, the coffee's running through me. Um, <laughs> going into 2021, I think it's definitely something that I want to pursue a little bit more, um, whether it's just for fun or I don't know, maybe professionally. I don't know. I'm definitely not a professional, but I don't know. Something that I'm definitely going to be working on uh, going into 2021. So, all right. That was my 30 minute long. <laughs> no, bro. And anybody that's listening to this, I think anybody listening to this will find importance in this whole transformation of a 2020 initially began as to what your 2021 is currently starting. Or I wouldn't even say what is 2020 ending at. I would say what your transformation of 2020 to 2021 is turning into. Because there's no stopping to what anything that you're doing. Uh, there is no stopping to anything that you're going to be doing, which is a really cool 
journey that I'm sure a lot of people are excited to see. And you undersold the shit out of that story, by the way, because think about it for, for anybody that's gone through this process of, of designing or making clothes. There's a lot of people that that can design stuff, but not a lot of people who can execute on making it happen in terms of creating the the look and feel that I think a lot of people lack in terms of a vision of a, of a lookbook. Um, sourcing the printing is is typically the hardest part in terms of quality and and um and the research aspect so kudos to you for being able to make each and every piece of that process execute and execute it uh perfectly because not a lot of people can do that so to, to to be able to do all that is 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 really impressive and why i was so hyped on it because Usually it takes a lot of people to make th- things like that happen. So that just goes yeah. to show that there, there's there's elements there that, you know, out of, through a lot of research and studying and understanding the game and, and how it's played and, and how to execute. Um, it's just been a, 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 a learning thing that obviously panned out to, to a very successful. Yeah. Um, and, the, the, you know, that's the thing is that like, like you said, it is a process that involves that can potentially involve a lot of moving parts. But um, I think for me, the biggest takeaway from that is just learning how to do, how to not master, but how to do those, all those steps effectively. And, you know, obviously like not using, but utilizing people within your network to help mm-hmm execute and realize whatever it is that you're working on you know because like i don't know how to fucking print t-shirts like yeah. if i knew how to do it i would do that in my garage right now but yeah um but i think that's another big thing is i guess like an overarching thing is you know put in the work to learn every step of the process and you know when you need help with something ask for it and I don't know. I, I for me, I think this whole pandemic and everything, all this other random bullshit that's going on, just really taught me that you know, there's power in like the commu- like community and friends and like the people that you have in your life and there's you know, there's obviously a reason why you feel some sort of connection with these people or with this community and um, or with the food or with the food or whatever, you know, and you just, you know, it's, it's important to not, what's another word for like down, downplay, I guess. What's a, what's a fancy word for that? Like overlook? Overlook. Yeah. But it's important not to overlook that sort of thing, especially right now. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that's something that we all sort of need. Um, so all right. Anyways, how, how about you? What, I mean, what's that, going that, on? <laughs> that was that was well said. That's what I would ex- I would hope. I mean, a lot of people would hope that their their year look like that. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there's a lot of uh, of adjustment that takes place. But being able oh, don't to come, me, adjustment, hey, don't, adjustment. Hey, don't get me don't get me wrong, man. There's been my I've had my fair of share. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Year. Like, yeah. you know, like the the first. You know, they, they had us in the first half, but that's yeah. not to say that we can't come back in the second yeah. half. So um, I hope that uh, for a lot of people listening, uh, I hope your experience or their experience is fairly similar to that. And we, and you kind of came out of 2020 with um, a positive, you know. Can I, uh, yo, can I, I, I know I rambled for like 30 minutes already. Can I just say one thing, though? Like one more thing just to cap it off. 
This is like a filibuster. What is this? <laughs> Go ahead. I don't honestly. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I know it has something to do this. with like government. <laughs> is that where they read like the random books? That's like, this. This is when they decide to keep talking to eventually just annoy the shit out of people. Right. So they like they continue. read like random books. Like they go up yeah. to the stand and they just read like the cat in the hat for like 12 hours straight. Basically, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I could ahead. be a false. I could do that. <laughs> um, damn. I don't know. I don't want to sound like too preachy or whatever, but Bro, it doesn't matter. It's your podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Joe Rogan's not going to stop you from talking. I feel yeah. Joe Rogan does. He barely says anything. He'll ask like one question, and then it'll just be the other person talking for like an hour straight, and then and which is great. I think it works. But um, I don't know, man. Like twenty twenty has definitely thrown some obstacles in my way. But after read, I don't know this this book that I read was like amazing and really like challenged my way of thinking and you know no matter how many obstacles you face it's the author of this book really put it the best way is like you know life when you're in a boxing ring with life like you gotta come out swinging like every round you gotta beat its ass you know what I mean you gotta you gotta let that like it might get it might get a good hit on you in the chin but next round you're coming out you're swinging bro like you're you gotta lay you gotta lay that motherfucker out and that's the that's sort of how i frame my mind now you know what i mean it's like whatever happens sometimes it's out of your control sometimes it is but you know you just gotta keep pushing and um i think that's the biggest takeaway from 2020 uh for me so you know just come out swinging and yeah hey i love it that's 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 perfect. Beat life's ass, you know. Beat what I mean? life's like, ass. Like, bro, I'm not going out. Like, I'm not going out like a bitch. Like, I'm coming out swinging. And you hey, know me before, bro. Like, I get into. I you know. Oh, there you like, go. Hey, we go out to the bar. <laughs> I almost get into like a fight, like every time, for no reason. <laughs> so life thinks this is gonna get an easy, an easy knockout for me. No, sir. There's but, wins and then there's lessons. You know. Yeah, so, uh, there's a. I'm trying to think of like another. I'm looking at. I'm just on uh, on. <laughs> You're looking at the say everything. <laughs> Anyways, okay. How long have we been recording now? I don't uh, know. It's about thirty minutes, but I think this. Is, I think Christ. this is how uh, I want. I definitely want to start out the episode because I think, you know, every time we come across a new year, for me, it's a huge moment of reflection. You know, you look past, you look back on, I like to do this thing every, every year and it's kind of taken from how we do like, you know, within the social media world, it's like when you report on something, you report on the week prior, the current week, and you look forward to the week after. And that's kind of how it's, that's kind of the mindset of how I like to approach a new year. You look past on the year before, you know, everything that you accomplished everything that you might have learned from you look at the current your current state where you're at how you how you're currently doing and then you look at the future what what am i going to look forward to what do i have planned what do i want to do what who do i want to become um it's always been a good turning point for me when it comes to uh, a new year especially the days leading up to new year because 
everyone always asks you, what are your New Year's resolutions? What is something that you're going to, I don't like saying change, but what are you going to adapt to within the new year? Um, so a lot of that has been like a really good uh, retrospect for me. And for me, if I might have the floor, <laughs> 20, 2021 for me, I think is trying to create stability um, for myself. I think, the past year has been super hectic. Um, living in, I think, yeah, living in the city, getting fired from, getting r- really fired from my first job, <laughs> um, and just literally not knowing what the hell was going on. Um, every day was something different. Every day was a different fire that had to, had to be put out. Um, this is Living good because like you never like really a road talk man. About you, yeah, you never <laughs> really talk about this stuff. No, yeah, like it was it was a moment where I think this was December of 2019. Yeah, let's start with there. This was leading into the new year, getting fired from my job, um, living in the city, trying to figure out how I was going to move out, um, feeling like essentially like I had lost the game. Because when you create your, your 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 dream goal of living in San Francisco and living on your own and and starting, you know, a future there and then all of a sudden it kinda come crashing down, looking at it as like, oh damn, like I just lost. Like this was the one thing that I've always wanted, I always strive for. Um, and then it not panning out, trying to f- internalize that and, and make sense of what failure really was, um, was a really important moment but then obviously having all of the success on the other end you know whether it was the podcast our our events our um our our brands deals and and things of that nature like the things that we were able to achieve while on the on the opposite hand not knowing if i was gonna have a job the next day like that sort of 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 instability was something that i brought with me um in, in, as a learning lesson into uh, into 2020. So being able to, to be at home now, um, having a new job, which I'll talk about in a second, which I haven't been able to talk about in the past couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, just finding stability, creative stability, financial stability, um, mental stability, and just trying to like make sense of everything that's been going on. And I've been doing a pretty good job because I've been keeping myself busy with with newfound work and also just like just finding newfound hobbies as well. But I think the biggest thing right now, and I think what I can attribute my success in all of the hard work that we've been doing as a, as a, as a podcast is constantly educating ourselves within the world of streetwear, sneakers and fashion is that I've recently started a role as the sole lead uh, within content and social at eBay and not just eBay. I like, we all know eBay, you know, eBay is the largest, um, marketplace, uh, online marketplace in the world. Um, at one point, I, th- I think they still currently are. Um, but on the offhand is that I'm managing everything that has to do with sneakers. And you know, the, it's, it's crazy to think that I'd be able to, I never thought that I'd be able to to step foot into the 
quote unquote industry, I thought that we would typically have to carve our own path, which is what we're still currently doing. But to think that I can be in that conversation and, and be a trailblazer in the sense of, you know, creating this world within the within eBay, a brand that's been known for sneakers and, and streetwear and fashion, but to elevate it to the, the same echelon that, you know, you think of like a stock X or a goat or a um or like even brand media brands like Hypebeast, like to to bring it to that, you know, to those heights, um, it's gonna be a great journey and a lot of fun. And to be able to be the point person on that, to bring the in, to bring all the the knowledge and education that I have that from from doing this podcast, um, is going to be a lot of fun. And I think the the greatest part about it and what what's super inspiring, I hope that this inspires a lot of other people too, is that initially when I had been headhunted for the job, um, one of the things that they had asked me was, you know, like you know, my experience and things of that nature. And I have like, you know, social marketing experience and things of that nature. But when I had started talking about the podcast, I started talking about the podcast and the knowledge that I had and the research and everything that we've been doing for the past three years. That was the biggest catalyst for why I'd gotten the job in regards to sneakers. And when you really think about it, you think about, you know, oh, I'm doing this podcast or I'm making these beats and no one's ever going to really notice. I'm never going to be put into a situation where anybody wants to hear about this podcast that I've been doing for a year where we talk about trading cards or sneakers or what have you. But the fact that that was one of the biggest aspects of why I had been given the job was probably the dopest things ever because... You know, we work really hard on this podcast and we talk about a lot of stuff, but to, to, to think that we have the insight that a lot of these brands and companies and uh, designer, wh- whoever within the industry, that they pay for this type of insight. They pay for this type of research and, and education. So to think that that's why I got the job is actually really awesome. So one thing to just to cap that off is, Pay attention to eBay. Pay attention to what we're doing within the sneakers industry. Um, but to be able to to work for them and to 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 build up uh, something and their program is really awesome. So um, yeah, like that 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 the, the, this opportunity is really cool. Um, I'm finally within the industry, if you want to call it that, where I can, I can speak to that or I get to work with, 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 with really great brands. Um, just a quick thing to, to speak on. We, we did a partnership or we, uh, are one of the leading sponsors for complex land. Um, so we had a lot to do with our, um, our sneaker grail giveaway that we did, uh, for the three day event. And that was a lot of fun, but still a lot of great things in the works can't really speak about them yet which is really cool to say but um but yeah uh that it's a it's a great opportunity and something that i can't wait to update you guys on as we keep going um but let's just say that there's a lot of really cool things in the works that i can really only speak to nate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i think that yeah that's huge you know um so congratulations again on that like that i think was one of like the coolest things I've seen, especially, 
you know, from knowing you for like the past how many years now. And I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it further reinforces this idea that, you know, if you, if you do something that you really enjoy doing and you put in the effort and you put in the time and, you know, you work at it, you know, opportunities can and will come to you, you know, oh, for sure. not, not, not that you didn't work hard to, you know, secure that or not that you're not working hard now, but, um, I think that's a huge thing that people should realize is that, I don't know, we spend a lot of our day on like random bullshit, you know, that stuff that doesn't necessarily do anything for us. And I think we all get to that point where life sort of kicks our ass a little bit. And then we're like, okay, like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know? And, um, I think it's great that you had that moment of like introspection and almost like a, a, like that fire lit under your ass of like, okay, like I got to figure this out, you know? Um, and being able to come out of the other side of that and, um, to be where you're at now, I think that's like, huge um and i think that's like a point of inspiration for like a lot of people not just creative people but for everybody you know whoever whether you work in like tech or whatever whether you work at i don't know at retail whatever it is you know um just know that opportunity is out there and you have to go get it and you have to be open to receiving it too so yeah, I think that's, I think that's, a, that's definitely the most important part is you have to be open to the opportunity and, and you, you may not know like what it entails. It, it's not always going to be like, you know, the, the dream job right off the bat, you know, like you, you still have to build that resume to be qualified, but you also, it, it's not always based off of clout, you know, like you can't solely rely on, um, on that aspect to, to get to where you are. So I would say, you know, the things that you love doing, I say, become the best at it, or if anything, become, you know, adequate at at what it is that you're doing for, for anyone that's listening, whether you're in, and I think that's just my mindset. It's just like, if I want to do something, I'm going to go hundred percent and do it only because I want to do it. So let me talk about this aspect, which is why these episodes only come out very sparingly is because sometimes within the world of street where there's nothing to be said you know like it's it I, I find when i listen to a lot of podcasts streetwear podcasts specifically but years before we started doing the um the ncr show is that sometimes people would be pulling shit out of their ass and talking about things that have already been beaten to death now to use this as a good example if anybody had has been had been watching ESPN leading up to the first month or two uh, when the the pandemic took place. You know that ESPN in every talking head show beat the conversation of who's better. Um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, and uh, who's better, Kobe or Michael Jordan or LeBron. Like that conversation was beat to death for months. And for a lot of people, like you could only have that conversation so many times. You could only look at it from so many different perspectives. But that's what I looked at as streetwear during 
you know, that that time in the pandemic. So it's hard to create a narrative around an ongoing conversation that is literally ongoing every day. So until you find inspiration within what's going on in that world, because a lot of what we talk about is what's going on in the streetwork community, um, releases, personal experiences, when you're not really having those, it's hard to create narratives around them. And to to keep it frank, it, why do, for me at least personally, why do an episode about something that that doesn't have any inspirational traction? And it, so it's like, until we there's a moment where it's like, yeah, like I got some stuff to talk about or yeah, like, you know, we've been going through stuff that, that, that I feel like we can like elaborate on or this really monumental moment in street where it took place. Like there's definitely a narrative that attaches to our personal experiences that I think you as listeners would, would love to enjoy. So that's just my take on why episodes are, are sparingly, but to, to have more to talk about for us to for us personally, me as me speaking for for myself and Nate, like there's stuff to talk about now. <laughs> like we have things that we are experimenting with, that we are um, going through. That is actually a, re- a really cool talking point into um, how we approach episodes. So what I would say is, look out for more <laughs> episodes um, every week. Uh, I, I can I can guarantee that. Um, but now that we sort of are trekking along, essentially putting the pieces of the puzzle together, I, I would say that we, you could expect a little bit more uh, from the two of us. And that's why. And I'm sure you're like, holy fuck, 40 minutes of them fucking venting. Like, are they ever going to get into the episode? <laughs> I think that th- this is a good transition point to talk about uh, some streetwear stuff, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh... Now that we're done narrating our the audiobook version of our memoirs, uh, this would be a good time to transition into the streetwear portion of the podcast. 2020 was fluff. I could say that. The episodes yeah. that we did in 2020 were, there were some good ones and there were some fluffy ones. Yeah. And for those of you that, and, and, I, I, and I, it's, I don't know why I keep constantly mentioning to those of you that are listening, because when I do look at the the things that you guys send us and just the amount of, of listeners throughout uh, a, a day or two, which you guys are fucking killing, like to have four, 500, almost a thousand within like 48 hours is insane. Like to think that that's how far that we've come. So when I, I, I constantly keep saying that because I still don't know how many of you are listening or, or how many are, of you are constantly um, paying attention to what we're saying. So we appreciate that. But but yeah, like there's a, a lot more to come. So to, to to speak on this year in streetwear terms, let, let's let's take a look at 2020 in streetwear terms. I think typically the the first conversation that usually happens every blog, every influencer is always sneaker of the year. So 2020 sneaker of the year. What do you think personally for you was the sneaker of the year? Um, for me, I really, really liked the Bodega Dunks that just recently came out, I believe last week or earlier, earlier this week. Those were really good. Um, I know we talked about this off, you know, off mic, uh, you know, 30 minutes ago before <laughs> memoirs. Um, but it, it, 
it really reminds me of one of my favorite SBs, the Ferris Bueller's, because of mainly the print. But um, yeah. I think there's just a good mix of materials, and they did it in a way where it wasn't it wasn't too much, you know. Like uh, the materials were great, the prints were great, the jewel swoosh, always really good. Love that. Um, it's a very polarizing sneaker, though. Like a lot of people love it. Either you love it or you hate it. You know, I people feel like. don't like materials. You know? Yeah, I mean, they don't like, like different materials. But it was like it was one of the more inventive dunks I've seen this year. I mean, of course, you have like the Travis Scotts with the Paisley print and all these other, you know, the Be True to Your School retros. But um, it was just something that I think I missed about dunks was like sort of the playful take on it yeah. and uh, really like flipping the dunk and doing some different things to it like jewel swoosh for instance like the um like the little leather like rope lacing yeah, moccasin yeah, inspired yeah. thing yeah That's like sick. that was cool like um i haven't really seen too many collaborations this year uh that really looked at every aspect of the shoe and sort of took it apart and put it back together um and put a new spin on it so that was that was a really cool sneaker i think i think for me that was probably the sneaker of the year um probably the most interesting one to me at least yeah so. i like that a, a little late runner you know like yeah the, like a the last entry like snuck into in the, into yeah the at the end of the year yeah yeah i would say like for me man there's so there's so many that are notable and i and i like the the take of of making the dunk more playful and like more you know it doesn't always have to be you know the same like suede on you know suede with just the same kind of color blocking that's why and this is just a, a notable mention but i love the, the grateful dead dunks there's something about those that really in like make it like a nike sb like over the top collaboration like it being you know inspired by the grateful dead and the, and the colorways being that of the 60s um and then the fur to match the bears like that's so sick and um obviously now they're they are considered grails to some people i don't know who but they are considered grails to, to most people who um, have never listened to great the grateful dead probably yeah who who, who who have never even done acid but that's not to say that you have to until to enjoy the, the shoes <laughs> But for me personally, I would say, and this is this 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 is one that I think is 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 impactful for a multitude of reasons, only because I've just recently started to get to gain interest within the uh, the New Balance um, line, something that after trying on multiple pairs have finally been convinced, and now for me it's just like I'm I'm at home, and if I'm not wearing like slides and i'm probably barefoot so i i want a pair of shoes that kind of matches that sort of at home comfiness or like going to the store comfiness so new balance is my new my new top favorite um silhouette and style but i think that anything that joe fresh goods touched in terms of shoes was the sneaker of the year and i think notably his i think it was the 992s um, the don't be mad 992s that were all red. I think those are the ones that I would consider to be the sneaker of the year for a, a lot of different reasons. Other than, I mean, a, aside from that, New Balance had 
had one of the biggest years. The, the amount of collaborations that they did with with whether it was you know um, double taps or jound um, stray rats stray rats kind of good ones. There's yeah. probably a lot of other ones that they've done recently that that went freaking insane. Even their core classic made in USA colors, like releasing eight different or like I would say like three to four different models that they brought back. Casablanca, it's like just like all of those different New Balance silhouettes made a, a huge impact more than I feel like a lot of other uh, silhouettes. We could all agree that Dunks had a year, Air Jordan ones had a year, but that's always to be said for for Nike. Um, but I think that that specific uh, Joe Fresh Goods collaboration was one of my personal favorites. I'm just a fan of the color red, also, but just what that means for I know for for him for um, that community and just the upcoming designers, which I'm going to speak about when we get to the the more of like the collaboration section of this conversation. But upcoming designers are going to be like the new like that's the big trend for 2021. But don't be mad. Um, Joe Fresh Goods, uh, New Balance, I think was probably the sneak of the year, in my personal opinion. That was a good one. I, didn't, I knew you were going to pick some like under the radar shit that no one, like most people wouldn't pick. Should I have said Chunky Donkeys? <laughs> I mean, those were good too, but I mean the way, the way that I classify like a sneaker of the year is like, would it be something that I would wear personally? You know what mm. I mean? Like I'm not going to choose something that I wouldn't wear um like those are cool but i like the idea behind them but it's just not something that well the conversation around sneaker of the year and i think it's funny because i was listening to the complex sneakers podcast and when they were talking about sneaker sneakers of the year i think one of the um one of the limitations is that you can't have like a sneaker of the year if like the general population can't like provide a consensus or provide like you know, like that, that people are wearing it. You know what I mean? Like right. anybody can vote that the sneaker of the, of the decade is like the, the fucking auto lacing McFly. You know what I mean? Like, but like how many people had access, uh, had access to them? How many people are actually wearing them? So I like to think of like a shoe that's like something that people have access to that, um, that probably own or like had to, like trouble finding, but people are still really wearing them, you know, like Dior Jordan 1s, yeah, cool shoe, but like, I don't know a single person that's ever in my personal circle that owns them. <laughs> Maybe we just don't hang around enough rich people. That's true. Also, I'm a di- I'm in a different tax bracket than than that of like Drake and, and fucking Ronnie Feig and them. So yeah, I would, I would, I probably wouldn't see anybody in those shoes because they probably have sold them already. Um, but okay, let's get into just collaborations. Uh, it could be uh, clothing again it could be sneakers but any notable collaborations um that kind of took over the uh the feeds of 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 2020 yeah i think um another couple of, like late entries but uh stucy cdg that came out last month i thought was really good i think you know keeping in line with cdg and stucy's sort of vision and their brand 
um, their branding. I think it was really well done. It wasn't too out there. It was just really focused on some iconic pieces like the varsity jacket, yep. which I think is like a huge, it's a huge like thing at Stussy. Like those are one of their most coveted pieces is the varsity jackets. Um, and also some of their just more classic pieces like the, uh, I think it's called like the Brian jacket. It's like their kind of like work jacket silhouette and mm, matching pants. Yep. Like they know how to do a collaboration that's understated, but still speaks to both brands. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, their collaborations always make sense, which is why yeah, I like, like it's, anything, it's, they do, anything that they do, whether it's like with, you know, I think they did um, like an I minus D collaboration recently. Yeah always good like it's always like the best graphics i feel like they they purposely like save all like the best design graphics for like collaborations which i mean are usually the ones that sell out dover street ones like they're always so good yeah i mean even like their um what was it their 40th anniversary collaborations that they did with like rick owens and mark jacobs and uh virgil like those are all really good um they just they just know they just know their identity and don't stray away from that too much. Um, and it's really sort of a blank canvas, I guess, for other people to really put their spin on it. So I think they always do really great collaborations. There, of course, there are a couple that are like misses, but for the most part, always really good. Um, there's a couple other ones that I'm thinking of. Uh, Travis Scott and Beredo by Redo. Beredo, oh, the candle brand candle came Who out the fragrance. That? I don't, like I don't know a, anything about that brand. They're like a higher end, like candle fragrance brand, similar to that of like a diptyque or, uh, I think they have, I think they do cosmetics too. I'm not too sure, but, um, that was a really cool one. I think just to see, of course, like Travis Scott was like the king of collaborations this year. He had yep. so many, um, but I think that was probably one of his better ones, something that that was kind of unexpected. Um, and again, really understated, but really effective. I personally haven't had the chance to smell the candle or the fragrance, but... Um, probably smell like space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I like the concept behind it. Um, and it was cool to see him work with somebody outside of that typical like streetwear space yeah um as he's done with other brands so that was a really good one um i don't know what about what about you i mean that just goes into into my personal favorite which was the travis scott mcdonald's stuff and i think that whenever you this is like the the magic trifecta to any release i think it's anything travis scott and then you mix in a cactus plant flea market that creates the designs like you can't go wrong you know what i mean like yeah anytime any of those two parties are involved you have a guaranteed hit and i i'm I'm sure that there's a lot of people that argue that because cactus plant also designs you know cutty merch and designs you know like um kids see ghost merch that kind of you know flopped a little bit but i mean like in the sense of travis scott you can never really go wrong which i think brands are just now finally understanding i remember listening to an interview recently of um shit uh i forget what his name is he was a designer um for oh frank cook 
He's a designer who basically introduced Travis Scott into uh, into Nike for the first collaboration. Um, and I think that it took a while for Nike to really understand the power of Travis Scott and his uh, the cloud and, and just his audience base, um, how it's the perfect culmination of, of streetwear and hype kids with money. Um, so, yeah, Travis Scott McDonald's by far the best one. I'm really glad, though, that they he didn't call the... Um, the burger, the um, the rodeo burger, because that's one of my favorite things from uh, from Burger King that is no longer uh, <laughs> on the menu. It was like a secret off menu thing with like onion rings and barbecue sauce. But I'm pretty I, sure I actually, they have that still under like a different name. I'm pretty sure. I think you really have to push them to to have them make it. But I think I went there recently and asked them for it, and they're like, "No, we don't do that anymore." I'm just like, "Well, you have all the ingredients in the back. <laughs> like, why not?" Um, but yeah, I think the the McDonald's stuff is really cool. These are this is a a mainstay American worldwide known brand that I, you really can't fuck up unless the burger and the food is trash. If he decided to make a Travis Scott rendition of the McRib, then we'd have questions. But I think for the most part, he did it perfectly and it was very true to him and, and just the whole merch collection and all that stuff was really cool. So I can't say that Travis Scott wasn't the the culminating figure of 2020. Um, but I think he definitely took it over with, with all the different things that he was able to do with McDonald's. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't have a chance to try it, but I'm sure that, that a lot of people that did try it, I mean, probably had a very underwhelming experience because it's just a burger with barbecue sauce and bacon. But hey, man, I still think that that's one of the coolest things done recently. But I think Jay Balvin has a collaboration with McDonald's too, right? His food, it just includes like an Oreo shake or some shit. An Oreo yeah, something like that. Like, it wasn't, I mean, it's McDonald's. Like it's nothing culinarily groundbreaking, right? Yeah, but, uh, but it, it kind of sucks because most ice cream machines at McDonald's are broken, so it's broken. Gonna be kind so of hard like to, half to your get collaboration. That, <laughs> <laughs> that that part of the of the Jay Balvin meal, they didn't um, really they didn't really think that they one didn't think that went through at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, those are some of our favorite collaborations. I want to, I kind of want to talk about just like trends now. I mean, we know that the dunks are back. SB is huge. Um, Jordan One's always going to be a mainstay, and and. Uh, but I do want to talk about collaborations. I want to talk about, uh, I mean, we did talk about collaborations, but I want to talk about trends, trends of 2020 that we see currently staying, continuing in 2021, um, things we see probably taking place in 2021, um, a little bit of everything. What do you, what do you think? Um, I think like just comfortable clothing, overall is going to stay going into mm -hmm. 2021 i think a lot of people realize that why like why do we have to dress up you know like it we're in the middle of a pandemic and i think it made us realize a lot of things like why do like why do we feel the need to put on nice clothes you yeah. know and i think going forward i think luxury loungewear i guess is gonna be a Ooh, huge it's thing be so clutch it's gonna it's gonna continue to be strong in 2021 um not only because we're not out of the pandemic but because i think people again came to that realization that you know fuck it i'm gonna throw a hoodie on today but at least it's like it's a good hoodie at least i'm know? matching you know what i mean at least i got the yeah. sweats to match type thing yeah you know like i think 
Needles is going to have a great year going into 2021. (laughs) Huge year. Um, But I think that's there to stay. And also on the flip side of that, I think people are realizing that they actually like dressing up and they actually like, you know, putting on these elaborate outfits, even if there's no one around to see it, because it's just, you know, it feels good to dress up sometimes. So like anti, anti streetwear right there. Yeah. I mean, like almost, I I want people to see this drip. I just spent a thousand dollars on this shit. I need someone to see it. I mean, yeah, but like doing it less for other people and more for yourself. I think, I think that's a huge thing. It's, it's, it's definitely two sides, two different sides of the equation, but I think a lot of people are like, you know what? I've been wearing sweats for the past two weeks. Let me just throw something nice on, mm. make myself feel a little bit better. Yeah, make, yeah. Make myself feel like a productive part of society, <laughs> even though I'm just staying at home still. But I think that I think that's going to be a big thing going forward. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of stuff on Twitter about how like, you know, after the Spanish flu pandemic, like everybody was like dressing up and like going out and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like that's going to happen too. I feel like people are going to be like, yes, we can finally go out again. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw on the fit. I'm going to throw on a fire fit. I've been accumulating. I still got shit for yeah. that. I got tags on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be popping tags going into 2021. And you know, when they get home after that night out, they're going to throw on the needle sweatsuit. Like, I'm good. I'm still looking kind of crazy right now like I, the fit goes the fit is hard still the fit is 24 7 yeah like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't sleep bro like it's been sleeping the past nine months yeah like it, I it, going, I it goes back this, to what i goes back to what I, <laughs> goes back to what i said earlier like you know like you gotta go hard you know what i mean like everything you do you gotta give it 100 percent. so i'm no, going I, to sleep i, I think best believe you, i'm going you, to sleep in my engineered point. garment sweats so that's a, that's a really good point. Like 2021 is, I mean, I want to say the latter half of 2021. We yeah, still don't know yeah, what yeah. this shit's going to look like in, in three months. But the latter half of 2021, when people are have the ability to go out, it's the the, the drip is going to be impeccable. The, 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 the amount of drip people are going to be exhibiting on a day-to-day basis. You, you remember how we would always look forward to Fridays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Friday is the, you know, the end of the work. The weekend's going to start Thursdays now. It may even start as early as Wednesdays once everyone can start going out. And the drip is literally going to be for a, f- a five-day span. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the outfits that y- you would have had to wear out th- th- through the weekday are now just going to be saved, you know, for the weekend. But it's going it, to, when I tell you like the amount of Gucci belts that are going to be sold in the latter half <laughs> of 2021 it's going to be insane like flying luxury, off shelves bro man, they're going to be luxury back they're is going to have a field day um with people who are whether it's finding newfound money or you know being able to go back into work and like getting those hopefully those $2000 stimulus checks who knows you know um but the, the the amount of money that's going to be circulating is going to be huge once the we make that transition into like post covid days but um, but, but think I, of, think of it this way though you know like when people talk about their high school reunion it's like oh shit i got to go to my high school reunion and people think that they you know like you got to show other people that you're doing well mm. i think it's the same sort of thing you know like 
hey, I haven't seen you for the past year, but just know that I'm still I'm still shitting on people with my hey, COVID didn't break me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I <laughs> yeah. still I still got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I might be like a size or two up now compared yeah. to what I was wearing. But, hey, but don't get it twisted. I'm still fitted, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like like you said, loungewear is is gonna continue to be huge. Um luxury loungewear, I think you, you make a good point there. Um I think some of this, the 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 more like uh, smaller brands are still going to find ways of 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 breaking through, uh, just because there's not like a normal seasonal cycle that I think people are following. So I think like one off drops on a random weekend, um, some of these smaller brands are going to con- continue to break through. Everything is a little bit more accessible now because it's a, a majority of its online releases. Um, so I like that trend. I, I think that accessibility is going to make a uh, it's going to it's going to continue to stay here for 2021. I, I think uh, just the other day, um, the really coveted Air Max 97 undefeated shoes that were constantly being circulated from 2017. Uh, I think that was Complex Con or something like that in 2017 that they released. They're now releasing them um, in store. And so this was yesterday, the 27th, undefeated, you know, announced on their Instagram, like, hey, like, buy both shoes in the pack. Um, They're now available. And to be able to go onto that site 30 minutes later and still see sizes available where I could buy both pairs is like is unheard of for like a collaboration like this, like to be able to, to easily access things I think is, is going to be like a new, like a new method of, of showing, like showing love to your consumers. I think like with, with dedicated shops and trying to stress the fact that the community is very important. you you'll see a lot of these shops pay homage to local customers and, and really, give them opportunities of grabbing things first um which i think that shift to to that sort of like you know business plan or uh, if you want to call it marketing or whatever i think that that's going to be really important in 2021 just stressing that you know the community is the uh, the local community has been a great foundation for a lot of these shops and i'm starting to see it a lot with like my local shop at bows and arrows they're doing a lot of like local in-store releases that get announced you know like two days after the the wider release and saying like hey if you're local come here we got it and um i kind of like that as a trend i think that's kind of cool uh it's a little late (laughs) but i think that uh i think with that type of mindset um we could start to build that community that was a little bit more distant in the past couple months from these shops, but now, you know, slightly bringing that back. So I think that's really cool. Um, another trend that I want to see more of is kind of matching onto like the, the comfy aesthetic that you were talking about, Nate is like brands like Asics, New Balance, Solomon, um, those types of brands really making a, a, a larger resurgency, uh, maybe not so much New Balance because they're already kind of like up there, but some of these other ones that I think are doing re- really cool collaborations. Solomon did one with um, with Palace. Asics did one with Awake. So we're starting to see some really cool models come out uh, from those from those companies, and it, those are those are utility shoes. Those are like you know like comfy. They're you know 
all weather proof type shoes. They're practical. You know, practical. If if you want to go and what a lot of people are doing is doing a lot of outdoorsy things during the winter time, those are the shoes for that. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, you know, wear the Jown suede New Balance 992s in the fucking <laughs> rain, but you know, there's a there's a pair that that can that's suitable for that type of stuff. And then just brands that are more outdoorsy in general, you know, like North Face is doing a lot of great stuff. They've always done a lot of great stuff. Arcteryx, something that I've been looking a little bit more into um, as of lately because I've been going to fucking sports basement like every day. And that's the only brand that I see like front and center. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that that I think is, um, is the term utilitarian or is that a different that, does that mean something else? No, yeah, I think that can be applied. They actually have an Arcteric store in SF now. Really? Yeah, it's like literally, it's literally right around the corner from um, from the North Face store. Holy shit! Yeah, I I didn't go in um, last time I was down there, but I recently saw it like maybe last week. Um, so I definitely might have to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Like having that, having a a store like that local, it being a little bit pricey on like the outerwear stuff. I I. Just, still think that if you're looking for quality in terms of you know outdoor wear or whatever uh that's a good place to start but yeah like that that's some of the things that i'm looking forward to and i think um as a trend uh could start to be more of like a general thing um and then just the last one that i want to mention and i think that is really cool is that you know with the the sort of um the limited scope of what people are doing in terms of you know what media outlets are covering and what social media has the ability to cover is I think these like smaller tier designers have an opportunity to really make a name for themselves because they, they have so much more time to be creative, a lot more time to kind of like push their social media and not get overshadowed by larger, you know, fashion weeks and collections and stuff like that. Um, but I love these like smaller tier designers that are making the name for themselves. Um, I think the most recent one that I'm seeing a lot everywhere, aside from someone like Joe Fresh Goods, is like uh, he had designed a shoe for New Balance recently. I think his name is Salehi Bemberry, a uh, really cool designer. He recently came from Versace and, and then deci- designed uh, a really coveted colorway of a New Balance and then is now designing for, I think they're uh, Anta, I think that's the basketball uh, co- uh, footwear company that I think like the likes of, um, I think, I think is Clay that? Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson has a um, has a footwear deal with them. But yeah, like designers like that, where it's just like, well, where, where the fuck did he come from, or you know, like what what he, what is his track record? But there's a lot of really dope designers making really cool stuff. Um, that are going to be the new wave of like big names that, you know, when you when, when you hear a, a Ronnie Feig or a Jeff Staple, you're going to see these like smaller tier up and coming designers that are really going to push um, not just footwear design, but just like all all over just streetwear fashion design um, in, a, in a new direction. And I think that that's going to be a really dope trend for 2021. Hopefully, again, that becomes more of a general thing. But if we're speaking of things that are kind of being a little bit consistent right now at the end of 2020, that's what I see as like being really cool in 2021. All right. (laughs) That, I mean, this has been a very long and, uh, 
uh, overdue episode. But I think that as we jump into a new year, there's a lot of stuff that we want to cover and kind of put a, a stamp on, put a period on. And I think we covered a good amount of it. Um, we're uh, these new episodes, these future episodes, we're going to be a lot more critical. We're going to be paying a lot more attention to what's going on in, in the space. Um, but then again, but again, you know, with the pandemic and, and things slowing down, um, we're going to try to, we're going to try to dig a little bit deeper in, in some of the stories and some of the, some of the news that we see, but this is definitely something that I think was a really good episode to kind of catch up. And I hope you guys appreciated it. Um, yeah. Episode 118, Nate, any, any last words before we leave the people with a one minute and uh, th- one hour, sorry, and 30 minute episode. No, I think, I think we said enough. I think I've said enough at least. Um, so yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to cap it off? Yeah. I mean, thank you guys for, for listening again. This episode is powered by the good people at Guayaki Yerba Mate. They're keeping us hyped. They're keeping us energized. They keep, they, 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 they have me rambling throughout the entire episode. Um, Nate spoke for 30 minutes straight. So, you know, he had drank at least three cans prior to this recording. Yes, sir. Um, and I'm, I'm completely geeked off of, off of, uh, off of Yerba Mate. Thank you guys for, for powering our show. Again, if you guys don't already, please follow us at No Chance Radio on all social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, The NCR show is what you should be typing into those search bars. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. That is episode 118 and happy new year. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Later. Later.